0: Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi Hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Summer is almost here, and I'm so excited to go on vacation with my kids next month. We love going anywhere warm with the beach. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: Wind Down with Jana Kramer, and
0: iHeartRadio podcast. We got some harmonies on that one. <laughs> That's right. This is going to be a really fun one. I'm excited because there's going to be some really juicy stories we're going to tell. In the show, so I've got um, one of my dearest uh, besties here, Julie Solomon. Give it up for Julie! Oh.
2: Hey,
0: Julie. And then, of course, um, Jen and Michael. Hello. And Hello. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's right,
3: Mark. It's okay. Yeah, no. Give us of just,
0: just one little.
3: Jenna takes us for granted, Jen. I, I
4: don't
0: know. Take <laughs> you guys for granted at all. Well, At all. We
3: don't get applause. No. I'm sorry.
0: Well, because you guys are <laughs> We're just old news. my, yeah. You're, yeah. The, you're the regs, and Julie's like, <laughs> she's my guest, you know, our guest. I'm the guest. You're the guest of honor. Yes. So, um, do you want to, because I feel like we walked into like something and you wanted to share it on air. So oh. I have no idea what you want to share, but. Well, do you want to talk about it? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm like, yeah, right me? now? Right yeah. now. Okay. I mean, it's, I, I, what I said too is I said, are you sure you want to share it on air? Yeah,
4: I'm, you know. Because
0: it has to do with divorce.
4: It does. It has to do with divorce. I had my last mediation appoint, appointment,
0: I guess you'd call it. Okay. Uh, with
4: him or with, with? him and the mediator. So you
0: didn't go through a lawyer. You You, no. you guys wanted to sit down, mediate, mm-hmm. use, use a mediator. Which
4: I think was a great experience. Why? I do. Why that versus lawyer? Lawyer? Because the clause didn't come out. It's all about communicating and having somebody there to
0: mediate. That's it, healthy. You know, it we was... will have lawyers if that happens, Michael. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you.
3: Once again, my pessimistic wife just loves to prepare for the worst.
4: It listen, Good. mediation. The way to every go. you it. know when it was mediation day the night before, I'd be like, oh God, I have to go in there and. You know, yeah, that's behavior. You you don't want to look back to the
0: mediator, right? Right. You kind of want to be like, no, no, it's okay. You can have the lake house. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, here
4: you go. Yeah. What else can I give you? (sighs) Right. Anyways, so we are wrapping it up and we're actually signing. The deals, I'm calling them deals.
0: (laughs) So, like, this is what you get, this is what you get, this is what the time I get with Rocco. Right. These are the holidays. She's got a six year old boy named Rocco, too. So, and what did you do for holidays? Sorry.
4: We switch. Easter is very important to him and his family. So, you know, that's something that he gets. Um, I always get Halloween. Um, <laughs> that's written in. Yeah. And I know. you get every other holiday. Just give me Halloween. <laughs> yeah. You got
3: it. <laughs> done. He's like, done, sign.
4: And then we switch back and forth for, you know, the holidays, Christmas Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving Christmas, every yeah. other year. Mm-hmm. Or we've been really flexible with each other when it comes to holidays, mm-hmm. anyways. You know, if he really wants them for Thanksgiving because his family has something going on. I'm okay with that. That's we're, cool. you know, we we communicate really well when it comes to Rocco, and then we have no communication other than that,
1: which so is what good. Happened. That's
4: good. So we're wrapping up, and he says, "Oh, I have one more thing that I would like to uh, put into the paperwork." Oh no, and I'm like, "What is the
3: mediation like, one session, or no, is it multiple? It's okay, multiple. Okay, I just want to yeah, make sure. It's okay, multiple.
0: about five. Okay, and then you have like a financial mm-hmm. mediation too. Like that's all part of it. That's all
3: part okay. of it. So I'm I'm like, what
4: is he, (sighs) what's he, what's he going to ask for? Everything has been done. Like the house is done. Like everything. Oh my gosh. So I would like to put it in the paperwork that she has to switch her name back. What? His? Yeah. I want her. I want my name back.
3: Oh, so you have to go back to your maiden name.
4: Right. But you can't do that. So I started laughing because it just made me. I was like, well, that's interesting. I was like, am I? This is real. I'm not dreaming,
5: right? This isn't like a. Interesting. What was his purpose for that? What was his like intention of? Well, he doesn't
4: think I deserve the last name. You know, like the whatever perks he thinks might come along with it. I'm not sure.
3: (laughs) You can't claim to be me,
4: right? But the thing is, is I number one have a son with the last name and I would like to keep the last name because it makes things more cohesive and it's easier when right. it comes to school or travel or
0: medical whatever I agree with that anything. can you then say well let can we change Rocco's last name Ooh.
4: yes that's well, what I would say I said <laughs> that and I also said I have established a career mm-hmm. over the last 18 years under this name yeah And for me to go back to my baby, there are, you know, it's just not that easy. It's It's such a
5: pain to change your name, too. Even if you want to change it on your like rapid rewards, you're going to have to send in your divorce degree. Can you imagine? Also,
4: my license as a psychologist, I'm under, you know, that last name. There's so many levels of, you know, that I would have to change so much. It would take me forever. What did he say
0: when you said the Rocco thing? We're hmm. changing nothing. Last name. He didn't even acknowledge that. Well, I well, would push for that, if anything. Well, then he said, she
4: said, well, you have no control over the mediator if, said that. Yeah. If somebody changes their name or not. And he said, well, what if I sue her <gasps> to drop the last name? And she said, I have no idea. I've been working in family court for 25 years as an attorney. I've never had this question.
5: Wow. But what, That's- would, what would be the grounds of suing? I don't know. He doesn't
4: own the last
0: name, right? right. He
5: can't. It's everybody, le- in this it's legally room.
3: your name, right? It's legally your yeah, name. Yeah,
0: but they're not legally married anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't her name matter. is legally, yeah, but they're not legally married. That so doesn't, that
5: has nothing does, to that do that ha- with her name. How not though? Right. Because like the name
0: the, is not attached to
5: the marriage,
3: right? It's, have, something but see, do. it's something you do. That doesn't make sense to me. So I'm being like marriage. devil's advocate to
5: all
2: this. So it
0: right. doesn't make sense but to me. But it's two
5: separate things. Like when you go to a marriage, you have a license and paperwork for that. When you go to change your name, whether you ever become married to someone or not, like if I wanted to go and change my name to something tomorrow, I would have to go and file certain paperwork right. and get a, a certain you, license yeah. for that name. Those are two completely separate things. Just because they happen to have the same last name because they were married, has no contingency on. But shouldn't it though? No. Why I don't
4: think uh, so because, because it's there's because, uh, no there's no
3: ownership
5: there's no own like it. intellectual
2: guys property don't yell at me no <laughs> I'm just <laughs> asking questions
3: Jesus <laughs> but just I'm think,
2: about,
3: think about think about yeah. think about the couples that the the female doesn't change her name right like that doesn't mean they're not married because she doesn't right. change her like name. my last name
5: <laughs> Solomon legally legally you didn't change it to Shack no because you never change it to shack. never never it's such a pain. didn't want to do it. Now, when I have a email that is Sheck and when I go to any kind of preschool related things with Camden. Yeah. How do you do that? I just say my name's Julie Sheck, but legally on my driver's license, it is Solomon.
0: But what about like in her, you know, in her defense, when she's like, when we go to the hospital and stuff, when they show the thing, well, you're not your last name's not Sheck. So are you really the parent? Yeah, that's never been a problem. Like when I go to the airport,
5: it says, Julie Solomon, and then he's Camden Sheck. And-,
0: and you, you, do you don't mind being a different
5: last name than your son? Mm-mm. I've been married before Jonathan, yeah. and it was such a pain to go through that process. Yeah. Like, I feel your pain with mm-hmm. that to go through the process of changing a name. I just said, like, legally, I'll never do that again. And right. now I've established, you know, I have a business, just everything that, you, that right. you say when you establish yourself with a certain name. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't see. There's no money, like there's no intellectual property or any kind of
2: monetary. It's not Monetary,
5: Yeah. (laughs) I don't understand what his, other than just kind of like sounding spiteful. It is. I don't really understand his point.
0: I mean, I will say, I mean, that's hard. But so my mom, you know, she's, you know, she's always been Kramer. Mm -hmm. She, She was married to my father for 15, 20 years. But she's also been... But I'm like, mom, why didn't you ever go back to Kaufman? She's like, because Kramer is who is my name. It's right. my last name. You guys are Kramers. I'm like, yeah, but you're not. So I never I didn't understand why she didn't go back to like her maiden name because I would run back to my maiden name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not like, no offense, but like they can't pronounce your last name. So that's why I use Kramer. People
3: are stupid.
5: <laughs> no, that's <laughs> why I kept my name too. I know. But no I'm, one can say or pronounce check. Yeah. Right. It's,
0: I mean, so annoying. And then also with his, like coffin like C-A-U-S-S, as in Sam, I-N. And we check into this place this last weekend and it said Coffin. I'm like, this is why I don't use your last name ever. She only used it once. But
3: the rest of the weekend I was, hey, Mr. Kramer.
0: Which and I just own it now him. I'm
3: like hey man. Yeah, hey. But nice I mean cuz legally
0: yes I am Carson and I, again I would want and if we here's the pessimist if we were to get divorced you know I would then maybe ask Jolie to change it to Kramer
2: Wouldn't happen. No. <laughs> Wouldn't happen. That's
0: her There's a lot of traditional
5: elements that go with. But I'm her mom, Julie. Yeah, but she traditionally (laughs) the child takes the name of the father. Traditionally, right? Right. Traditionally, the wife takes the name. What is traditional in this day and age? Exactly. Like when my mom divorced my dad, she kept Solomon until she got remarried. The reason why she didn't go back to her maiden name was she was like, I've been a Solomon since I was 19 years old. I have two kids that are like, I'm, and so. By me consciously making this decision to not do that before I had a child, I was able to kind of keep it that way. If I would have had a child with a married name, I would I would
0: keep the married name.
4: I would right. want to keep the You'd name. You'd keep it. Yeah. I'm never changing my name again.
0: So yeah. if he com- if he sues you, you say bring it on. I'm bring it on. Yeah, a judge
3: will laugh go- at him. Like, there, what is yeah. he suing you for? Under what grounds? Yeah,
6: like what? <laughs> this is her legal name. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. So what if he remarried? And your future husband, it was really important to him that you took his name. Would that be something you'd even consider?
4: It would be a long conversation. I'm really not in the headspace to change my name ever.
6: I was very,
3: and I, I was, wouldn't
4: be able to for career reasons. Yeah. Right. Can, well,
0: for career reasons, you can like so like I'm always going to be Kramer. I'll never right. be Jana Kossen. Career like I'm not going right. to change it to Kossen Girl. And you know, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs>
3: like, I <laughs> demand you to <laughs> change it, to Kossin Kossin it. Girl.
0: I will always be you know at Kramer Girl. Like Jana Kramer is my like. So you can always go by, but legally you could change your name back, but you can right. still go by.
4: That's true. Yeah. I guess I could.
0: So that's still
4: I mean, your that's work yeah.
5: name,
0: the, but that's the painful part. I know
5: it's that's so much easier cards, for like everything. You know,
0: yeah, like
4: bank yeah. accounts.
0: But it's really, I mean, it's yes and no. I mean, the only thing that I'm cost. I mean, yes, legally, and then for flights and stuff like that. Right. And yes, that was a. It's always a change, a pain to change it. But again, you know, I still go by Kramer for so many things that I'm mm-hmm. I'm known as Kramer, and that's the right. only thing that really bothers you is when you get called Mr. Kramer.
3: With, yeah, which was early in our relationship, but now I'm more, you know, a lot more stable in my own world that, and comfortable that I'm like, all right, whatever, just embrace it. Like, yeah. I'm Mr. Kramer. But, I mean, that, <laughs> but honestly, that was important to me when Jan and I first got together and we got married was, like, I understood, like, the whole stage name aspect, mm-hmm. but for me, it was important. Because it, it, I value did debate not changing it. She debated because not Because I had it.
0: gone through the name change again with your husband, yeah. which we'll get to later. So... <laughs> Oh my God! Wait a second. Story
1: later.
4: Oh, this is yes. No, it
0: all makes sense. We'll get there later. But I mean, again, I had to change. It's like, and that was when we were only married for like a week. But I mean, it's still it's such an annoying process to have (laughs) to change your name. And I'm like, God, like Mm -hmm. to do that again. It's do you know? Do I want to go through that hassle again? Because you're right. Even just with the freaking changing your airline number. Yeah, it's so
5: (laughs) annoying. I've thought about if. My husband's last name was easy to say Mm -hmm. and spell, like maybe one of these days. Like Smith. Yeah, then I would like go through the process if it mattered to him and mattered to my son, but. He doesn't care.
0: They don't care, yeah. But you cared.
3: Yeah, I cared. And that was just something for me. I was like, you can be Janet Kramer on stage all you want, but legally, I would love for on paper for us, for us <laughs> and our children to have the same last name. Right. That was just very important for me. Did
6: you ever consider becoming Michael Kramer? Never. <laughs> I asked him. I will. F- yeah. I did. I asked <laughs> him Although because Zoe
1: Saldana
0: did that with her yeah. with yes. her husband, and I said, "Now there you go.
6: <laughs> good for him."
3: And he <laughs> would never <laughs> f- happen,
0: Michael. <laughs> bleep, 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 Um. Well, but again, like, why is that though? I mean. I, mean, it, I understand your grandpa carrying on his lineage, right? The,
3: yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. I was the only Costen male for so long. Granted, had my little brother, but it's up to my brother and I to keep the and name alive.
0: But who really cares? It's just a name. But, well, now you can change but it, but you'll have, have it form. now with your son. Yeah, right. Yeah. But again, yeah, it's just a name. Why does it really matter?
3: Because for a lot, especially super traditional, but that's like your legacy. Like right. for a lot of for a lot of old traditional people, that's like your legacy. Your name, the, the, the name means a lot to a lot of people.
0: But why Why do we put so much value on a last name?
3: Because you, it's you, when you think about a last name, you think about a name. I'm not saying, you have, I'm just no, no, debating. No, you, so just, I, yeah. you have thoughts of maybe that family. You have thoughts of th- those people. Like, oh, when you think of Kramer, you think of these attributes or these I, things. I don't, and,
0: but, I mean, not really. Like, a, the Kaufman, Kramer, like, both mm-hmm. sides of my family, whether it's Rinaldi. Like, I don't think the Rinaldis, you know, my Aunt Susan and Uncle Roy are any less a part of my family because they have a different last name.
3: I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. It's just, for some people, very traditional thinking is that the, there's something to a name, and they take mm-hmm. a lot of pride in that.
0: Well, I'm just curious how and it's going to that change, though. That's the well, yeah, issue here in my here. situation, exactly.
4: because it's a
0: She's like, a can very we bring it traditional... back to my situation? <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no.
2: <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, 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 what I'm saying
4: is I understand the traditional, yeah. because that's really what it's coming down to right. here, because it's yeah. an ethnic family- you know, oh who right, right, right. layers and layers mm. and layers of tradition, when it comes to uh-huh. names, everything is about the name.
0: And I get that, but because society is changing so much, right? And I, I understand your grandpa, Kossen. I understand that. Hi. Um. But I so also. So then, why understand did you change your name, Jana? Because he made me. I really, truly That's didn't right. want to. You made her. I, really, I, truly I
3: physically just did want took come out. her to <laughs> yeah. the courthouse and said, sign this. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I truly, because I'm like, in this generation, who cares if I'm a Kramer, Kossin, check this, that, whatever. Like, I can, why can't I just be Jana? Like, what? why does it really, truly matter in this day and age? Again, I'm not shaming people that change their name. Let me just say that. <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer, disclaimer. But again, I, I do I do understand generationally, but now that things are changing, I'm curious to see if that's going to change too or people don't change their last name. Yeah, I see more and more people
5: not doing it mm-hmm. in, in, in our generation than yeah. the generations
0: before. But having said that, I did debate his sister because his sister was talking about not taking her maybe soon-to-be husband's last name, and I was like, for me, I do want the same last name as my child. So I would have encouraged her to be a Kramer or whatever. But again, I'd like it to be my last name. Well, and as far as everyone knows at school,
5: I have the same last name as my child. Right. Right. The, the well, doctors and the health insurance companies and the airlines
3: know <laughs> that I do I would, I would right. be interested to see if, if there is a situation where like maybe in your situation and you really wanted Rocco to take your last name, like where if – in the judicial system if judges are just very traditional too and like no that's just not happened. that's not what we do maybe. but with the change of times maybe there is a judge that right. you can make a point for your child to have take the mother's maiden name It'd be, yeah. which would be really weird
0: mm-hmm. why?
3: because it hasn't been done that's the only reason it hasn't been done
0: okay maybe, maybe it has not been, been, been done but not I'm not saying weird. it can't I'm
3: just saying it feels yeah. weird because it hasn't been done yet I'm sure right. it will
0: I'm a total chicken when it comes to being home alone, which is why I'm so happy that I finally sponsored up with ADT. But what I love and why I feel safe in my house now is because I have ADT. So ADT can design and install a smart home just for you. It's backed by 24-7 protection. And for me, that's huge because... When my husband's gone and I'm home alone, it's just me and my little girl and I want to make sure that we are safe and obviously soon to be another boy or soon to be a boy on the way. So I just want to make sure that our house is protected, we are protected, and that I can sleep through the night knowing everything is good. And even when I'm not home, so if I forget to close the garage door or if I forget to lock the doors, things like that, or this thermostat. Those are also things that you can set up customization-wise with ADT, which is fantastic. So ADT will set up your home with multiple smart home devices, again, which is so, so, so great. So visit ADT.com slash smart to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you. Feel safe, just like I do. Well, you know what? I'm really excited because we have Samantha Harrison Studios. studio.
7: Hey, well, hello, hello, hello. This is the most fun room ever. That's right. That's ex- Why? Yes. Is it? it took me to write a freaking book to come on. Is that what it took? <laughs> oh,
0: and I was, it was so funny because you Instagrammed me. Said you were excited to meet me. And sometimes I don't know if it's someone else, too. Right. Even though you had the check mark, but then I wrote you back and I was like, I'm so excited to meet you, too. But no, I'm very genuinely like, I've loved you forever. I think you're an incredible host. What you do is fantastic. You're beautiful. You're so sweet. Thank you. And I'm just, I was pumped to have you in studio. Hey, well,
7: I'm excited to be here. Congratulations <laughs> on your second baby. Thank you. So gorgeous. You I mean, have... seriously, like the most beautiful pregnant girl ever. I know, right? Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. We all yes. hate her just uh, a little bit. No. <laughs> no. Guys, <what>? love
0: <laughs> <Stop. laughs> Tell me a little bit more. Um, okay, I want to get to your book, but I also, I, I want to talk about, can we talk about cancer? We
7: can talk about, yes, that's, that was the impetus for the book. So,
0: yes, How did away. you find
7: out? So, I was about to turn 40, more fit and healthier than I ever had been at the time, or so I thought. And I thought, you know, when you turn 40, you're supposed to get a jump on that mammogram thing. So let's, you know, set it up. We'll they're saying up. 35 now, though, right? Uh, you know, there, everything changes because really it's, it comes down, mm-hmm. sadly, to your insurance. Wow. And and mm. there might be recommendations out there, but it comes down to your doctor and your insurance. So that's a topic for another day. Um, okay. But in my mind, it was 40. Set the baseline. I'm healthy. Let's get it while I'm healthy, right? And, and this was how many years ago? This was four and you. a half years ago. I'll be okay. 45 later this year. Okay. And I'm happy. very happy for every new year that I get to Yay. turn. So yes. oh, Absolutely. Um, that. And, you know, and I, I set the baseline because my grandmother was a 30-year survivor, post-menopausal breast cancer, which has wow. no connection to mine. My dad died of colon cancer at 50 um and so cancer had been in my family and I thought I've got a three and a six-year-old at home hey let's let's do this had a clear mammogram it's exactly what I thought it would be clear mm. 11 days later while I was changing after a workout class I found a lump on the interior of my right breast and I thought, how did you
0: were, were you I searching for it or no, just kind did, of like oh. one of those because I don't ever feel my boobs you don't uh, I don't no. either okay I so all right this
7: is my
5: if, if do we you take feel your nothing, boobs Julie Every now and then, yeah, Michael. Really, Mm -hmm. Michael? How about you?
7: Sometimes it's about the men in your life. (laughs) It's
3: it's all about me. I can take that (laughs) (laughs) rain. A lot
7: of pressure on you. (laughs) I got it.
3: I'm
5: feeling them right now, actually. I know. I am having this (laughs) conversation. Come
7: here, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you kind of. Well, look, I think I think you know, breastfeeding really helped me become comfortable with touching my breasts, Mm -hmm. and um, not just in the intimacy of my relationship, but you know. but when you guys take off your bra after a long day, you aren't like oh, circle it to the right, circle it to left, move these <laughs> things around. Like yeah. you no, don't? I just don't, get into uh... bed and pass out. Oh
0: yeah, god, I mean okay, some, yeah, all right. Well, if you yeah, don't, yeah. my
7: public service announcement is get in touch with your girls. Don't be afraid to fondle, feel, touch. You need to know your body, not just your breasts, but every part of it, better than anyone else, and you can't rely on doctors to know your body because guess what they see a lot of patients so but okay so anyways you were taking your sports bra off you
0: found a lump in your rice your right Right. breast yeah
7: you know i had been so compressed with the Mm -hmm. compression of a sports Mm -hmm. bra that i was like oh let's move these around what the wait a second what is that well that's weird that has not been there before and you just had a clear mammogram and i 11 days prior had a clear mammogram Mm -hmm. so you know i figured you know what i'm gonna be vigilant i'm gonna call my ob gyn she, you know, she's been touching my boobs since I was in my early twenties. Mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. let's get her on this. She felt around, did a quick clinical exam, said, "Honey, I'm not worried about it." She's really always been a non-alarmist. She delivered both my kids, and I trusted my OBGYN more than any other doctor that I'd ever had. Right? Where did you go because I don't want to go there? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> it's <laughs> no. Well, I know. So I left her soon after that, um, and she sent me on my way. And then a month later, that same lump was there, and I thought, you know, I better get a second opinion. So I went to. S- this was my mistake. I went to see my internist now.
0: You you need no. to go to the doctor. Internists are kind of they're more mm. they're general. They're, they're right. no
7: no not oh. whole, no oh. an internist is your general practitioner. Oh, okay. right? right? Your your main oh, okay. your main doc Got when you it. have a cold when you have a cold when you need to go for your annual mm-hmm. well checkup. So I went to see him and he did the same thing. Quick feel around looks good. If you're worried, we'll keep an eye on it. Sent me on my way. And four months later, and it was four months later God, only. God, you were know. so on top of it. Well, you know it's you know you get especially as a as a mom you're juggling so much. And so for mm-hmm. me the reason it, I jumped from two months to four months before I finally went to see a surgical oncologist was because it was the holidays and it was birth, my youngest third birthday, like it was just so much was going on. You forget, you put yourself at the lowest end of the totem pole and our health, if we're not taking care of our own health, we're not going to be around to take care of those we are meant to take care of. Right. So self-care, which is a really big part of my book, Your Healthiest Healthy, and I know we're going to talk about the book in a little bit. but. Self-care is so essential, and I think that sometimes we feel, as as women, guilty to care for ourselves. 100%. Um, But I- So you went to So I went to see a surgical oncologist. I saw um, both her and one of her partners. I had two ultrasounds, a needle biopsy, then a subsequent MRI, and the crazy thing was that nothing detected cancer. What? What? And that is a story that I keep hearing as I tell mine, more and more women say, that happened to me, too. So then how did you find yeah. it? Yeah. Well, thankfully, because of the needle biopsy, okay, it came back. She walked in the room and said, okay, have the results of the needle biopsy, the pathology. said, Good news and bad news. The good news is it's not cancer, but it was. The bad news is I don't know what it is. So you know what? It's a collection of irregular cells. Let's just take it out. So I had a lumpectomy. Wow. And, and this is where you really do want to go to a doctor uh, who you feel is really a really good in their field, someone mm-hmm. who's done this time and time and time again. And she looks at breasts every day. She knows what she's looking for. And when she was in there for the surgery, she ended up taking out what she at the time thought looked like a little bit of extra healthy tissue, but she just wanted to sample it. Mm -hmm. So not only did we find that I had ductal carcinoma in situ, which is breast cancer that is contained within the milk duct and thankfully not smart enough to get out of it. So if it had been that and only that, that would have been end of story, done, no worries, like had a lumpectomy, go on about my life. But that little tissue sample she took was invasive oh, which wow. meant it got smart it got out of the doctor. oh my god and it's red and they said oh we caught it so early had a double mastectomy actually had gone to a lymph node so all of a sudden my stage one early caught it went <gasps> to stage two so the bottom line here is you have to be an advocate for your own health you have to take care of yourself well that's
0: so hard though when you have mm-hmm. three doctors essentially being like no nothing's wrong yeah.
7: You're fine, right? right just right. a lump, just a lump, right? Well, and again, thankfully, the surgical oncologist, who is the specialist in the field, right. At least listened to her own gut mm-hmm. as a specialist, and she say she saved. You know, I saved my life by getting to her, and she saved my life by going in and sampling something that she thought wasn't necessarily dangerous. Wow. Um, and then I weighed, you know, do I want another lumpectomy with radiation for six weeks, um, or do I want to have a double, a single or double mastectomy? And it is such a personal decision. Um, anyone out there who is living with a new you know new diagnosis of breast cancer you really have to learn all you can weigh all of your options and figure out what is best for you and for me i did not want to be looking over my shoulder every day so i wanted a double mastectomy Uh, my breasts thank goodness were able to uh, take me through my 20s with enjoyment (laughs) feed my kids and give them the nutrition through breastfeeding that Mm -hmm. they needed and they did the job they did and uh, needed to do and um I Did not Did you end, end up getting... Anymore. And I had reconstruction. Reconstruction. I did. Okay. Um, and, you know, there are pros and cons about that as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, everything looks great in clothes. So there you go. <laughs> right. Is that something that was... Did you feel I'm not like, going naked like, anytime soon.
0: No, but it was something well, where,
7: I mean, hopefully yeah. your husband made you feel beautiful. Yes, yes. And, you know, and that was even something that was, you know, challenging. And I actually, i I go into it in the book about the intimacy and how a surgery like that changes you and and as a woman I had to come to terms with my breasts are not my womanhood. Well that's what I was right. wondering. Did did you start to feel like you weren't a woman? It it affected my psyche with my sexuality for a mm-hmm. while and my husband probably didn't start fondling them again for a good year mostly because he was worried he was going to hurt me. I mean, it was, I was bloodied and bandaged and bruised for a very long time. And I had, uh, the mastectomy with the first stage of reconstruction. And then three months later, I had the second stage of reconstruction where they take out the sizers and then they put in the permanent implants, which meant I was, you know, bedridden, um, for three weeks without both surgeries, without being able to get out except for to use the restroom. And, um, you know, and then for six weeks, each surgery, you had to really take it easy and not lift your arms up above your head or anything. So, it, you know it took a lot of time and he was so incredibly caring and mm. everything you would hope uh, a partner would be throughout the process. but it definitely uh, messes with your you know, your psyche regarding your sexuality and and I'm grateful for um, that you know what we honestly we found you, we found ways to be physical that were new. Mm -hmm. And in some ways it was sort of a gift because you have to explore things that maybe you didn't realize. He's like, yeah, let's explore lots of things that I didn't realize we could explore. (laughs) Uh, So it worked (laughs) out, I guess. Uh, so it was, it was definitely an eye opener, um, Mm -hmm. for sure. Wow, and so that's what encouraged you to write your book? Not the
0: sexuality
7: issue, no, not the healthy, the healthy yes. ways. So you know, here I was, I thought I was so healthy, and I was blindsided by a breast cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, even though I was blindsided, the diagnosis didn't devour me. Instead, it really ignited in me this this uh, it, it compelled me to want to become the healthiest version of myself. And then once I started to gather the information. It was so eye-opening and then I wanted to be able to share it with others because Your Healthiest Healthy is really the guide that I wish someone so much had given me when I had been diagnosed or ideally before I'd been diagnosed because maybe I wouldn't have been diagnosed in the first place. So
0: what's the key points then of Your Healthiest Healthy for your book?
7: So first of all, changes in small steps because mm-hmm. it can be very overwhelming to make any changes in your daily life, whether it's with your diet or with your um, your friendships. Because there, are, are, this is about very much getting the toxins out of your so life. So it's
0: life; it's not just food. It's, it's correct, right? Yeah. So it's
7: it's um, it's eight chapters and it's you know eight easy ways to take control, help prevent and fight cancer, and live a longer, cleaner, happier life. And the steps that you make to ideally prevent cancer are the same changes in your life that also help to mitigate your, your chances of heart disease and type 2 diabetes mm-hmm. and obesity that leads to so many other autoimmune disorders. So what I found when I leaned into my journalism background was that researching and speaking to experts and reading everything I could get my hands on, it became so clear to me that it's what you put in, on, and around your body. And around meaning not just the cleaning products, but the people. So mm-hmm. this, so the book is really that guide taking you through, you know, how should we eat? How, how do we, should we approach exercise? Uh, how do we get the toxins out of our beauty bag? I mean, we're all, you know, lovely ladies here who slap it on every day with right. the makeup and the eyes and the thing, right? Um, so how do we get the toxins? At least minimize the amount of toxins that are in our lives. Um, my kids are, you know, they still crawl around on the freaking I'm like, you're eleven, you don't need to be crawling on the floor. She's still right. crawling on the floor. Mm-hmm. So I want my floors to be clean with things that aren't <laughs> going to endanger her. Mm-hmm. Um, or my you know, or my other daughter who's crazy, she's more off bouncing off the walls, so I guess I have to clean the walls too. Maybe. <laughs> I don't
4: know. How do you feel about dryer sheets?
7: Uh don't use them like like I used to. Those mm-hmm. are one those are oh, one I of the love quick dryer ones dryer to go sheets. I know. Mm-hmm. And I do I do miss I'll put like three of them in there. I do too. <laughs> So there are, there are, the good thing is there are great the alternatives. I know, I did like, I, yeah. there, there, are part, there are things in my old life that mm-hmm. I sometimes when I think I haven't thought about dryer sheets in a while, yeah, but right. I do miss that fresh out of the dryer smell. But guess what gives it that smell? Fragrance. And what's in fragrance? Well, guess what? They don't have to tell us because it's protected. So all of the toxins that are going in mm-hmm. to make that lovely smell they don't have to. The, the people manufacturers don't have to reveal that. Even if they put the ingredients list on. Well, we something.
0: spray fragrance like cologne, perfumes,
7: essential oils are a much safer way to go for your body.
0: But isn't it? So isn't it like this? Isn't something
7: always is going to cause this? Always, or that? And, and we can all throw up our hands and go. You know what? Something's going to get me, and that's yeah. and if that's right the now. way that you choose to take control of your life. Right. That's okay. I want to give people an opportunity to understand once you to understand what is out there. Mm-hmm. And it is eye opening, and sometimes it's a little scary because obviously it's the reason they say ignorance is bliss. But at least once you know, then you can say, okay, I can deal with parting with red meat, or I can make sure to minimize it and choose grass fed instead. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, you know, their makeup, I have not still not found a great waterproof makeup that is. Toxin free, so I still use the drugstore brands that I love, but I know that the rest of my entire makeup routine is clean. Mm-hmm. So, so you find that balance and what works for you. But if you don't have the knowledge, then you can't make those changes. Doesn't that
0: stress you out more though? Like I start to think about it, I'm like, I feel like you, we were talking about this actually, Julie. Remember our girlfriend? We were talking about deodorant,
1: mm-hmm. and I was like,
0: I don't want to wear like I like Secret because. I, I, I sweat a lot and then I stink yeah. and they're like oh get the like homeo I'm like but then that smell then you stink you well go how on. do you
4: feel about deodorant that, that was, was going to be that's my a next big one question. for me I oh, use yeah. I,
5: I use a la vanilla now which is yes. a clean one because my whole thing is like okay but what's more annoying breast cancer or stinking right, <laughs> right. Yo, <that's laughs> but at the same time it's like so then,
0: yeah. then you say like well everything people are like oh everything causes cancer yes, like that- this or that or whatever and it's like then it's like you're more stressful to try to cut everything but out to me I feel like.
5: I feel like change comes from action, not thought. Mm-hmm. So even if we're thinking, okay, well, everything can cause cancer. Okay, so what am I going to do about that? Am mm-hmm. I just going to be like, okay, well, I, I'm just not going to do anything, and no, cancer come, come get right. me? Right. Or am I going to take action to as with as much as I can, without overwhelming mys- myself, without overstressing myself, without putting myself in this glass castle where right. no one can touch me? Like there, I think there has to be a, a healthy balance and moderation of like. What can I do that's simple? Just Ex- little pivots, little especially tweaks. something you're putting on your body because well, it goes right to like, your lymph nodes, right, right there. Well,
4: right. And, there. and that's
7: actually you know with your healthiest healthy. That was one of the first things that I changed was my deodorant. Because so, I which had a one lot do you of, use? Um, I use one called Crystal Essence. There's also one called Stink Stop. Um, there. Here's the deal. I'll try your it. Your body, mm-hmm. your body needs to sweat, and I am a so I am a I sweat fo- and I yeah. stink oh, so fast. Try, well, you don't have to stink, but you do you do have to sweat because guess what? Your body needs you to sweat, yeah, and and be, by clogging up your and look. And I hate sweating, and I am like literally turning. It's like turning the if faucets on. If someone smells, from it is I'm the, the biggest same way. thing. Like
0: I will, like I will vomit. Yeah, like, so you don't have I to know. smell, but, but you do someone that but stinks. But here,
7: here's why: because think about it. If you're, I mean, if we do not really just isolate right now, <laughs> the idea of deodorant. When you're stopping the sweating, you're hanging on to all the toxins that are in your body. Your body's not able to let it out, uh-huh. so. Why does it cause breast cancer? Well, it may or may not. The the mm-hmm. various studies negate it. Other studies support it. It could be, though, not necessarily that the chemical, the aluminum, which is what people, which is what stops the sweat, and it, People for a long time thought, well, it's the aluminum that is keeping people from sweating. And then, and then that's what's getting into the ducts and causing the breast cancer. There, there hasn't been proof about that. Actually, I, I talk about it in the book that that's what it is. But what I'm also starting to understand is it could be that it's stopping your body from sweating, which is a lot, you know, disallowing the, the toxins from exiting your, your body as they need. Something else that, you know, that's it. First of all, it's a really easy swap. Okay. You won't smell, you will sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing <laughs> leave is, leave it in or, your
5: bag and just apply it. Like I apply the deodorant that I use twice a day. Right. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. It's easy. And I it think it's I use. It. Sorry, it's, it's La Vanilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not not promoted by them or anything right. like that. Right. Right. But they
7: have you know it's it's just clean and easy and. Okay. Well, here's yeah. an easy one for you to make a switch. Okay. Totally easy. Um, since we we're talking about breasts, we might as well talk about vaginas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you happy about this? This Let's is good, do it. good 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 topic. Happy to be here. All right. Good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um. So. Tampons. Tampons, yes, pads. Yeah. Your your lady bits, the skin there is so thin that it's incredibly permeable. So if what you're putting in and you know, near and up it are have toxins in them. We talk about Lola a lot on the yeah. show. Oh, right. I use okay, okay, so, Lola. Yeah. I do. You? I love the product. And I mm-hmm. have I, I mean there are tons of brands. rayal is a great brand, Natricare, mm-hmm. uh, you know, seventh generation even makes a, it's a, basically you want to look for a hundred percent pure cotton, uh, organic cotton. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's something I actually discovered too, and this is better for the people who've already had kids, but uh, the menstrual cups
0: oh I can't do that <laughs> I can't either it, mm,
7: that's what I thought I can it it. it's become what? my part time best I can't, friend really I can't do it. It. no hate no I'm afraid. shame <laughs> I just I'm can't. afraid what is this <laughs> is it, it's, like, it's a cup so it's, a, so it's a silicone Mm-mm. cup medical grade silicone cup um, that you kind of bend and fold so it's small enough to kind of get all up in there um, and then it collects your menses it's kind of disgusting and I look like a Jackson Pollock splatter painting when I took it out the first time <laughs> <laughs> oh no. yeah. right. did you guys want that visual are you guys the difference between
5: I mean, mean, like a pad, if someone wears a pad, you're... It's yeah, all you there. can't
7: like it.
0: It's not absorbed as well as yeah. the cup. Well, the, right. what's
7: neat about the cup is that, and again, I only use it when I'm going to be around the house or at night when there's going to be heavily heavy flow. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh great, you know, no matter what I add for pads or whatever, I want to sleep yeah. in a tampon. That's not good. So it's it's helpful for just excess flow. Um, but also, it's nice because it costs nothing after you buy it. There's no upkeep besides wash and reuse. Mm-hmm. Make sure you wash it really well in really hot water, soapy preferably. <laughs> So, so be non-toxic. I yeah, I was just going to this. say non, use a non-toxic yeah. soap. All right. I got. Re- I know we got really personal. We dove really deep into like the no, really personal <laughs> part of your healthiest it's health. It's part for, of our
0: bodies. I mean, I mean yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. We'll and then for eating organic too. I mean, I know mm-hmm. I try to have organic stuff in the house, but I've also been told that some organic stuff is bad too for kids.
7: Well, if you're talking about a packaged good that says organic? No, you you have to read the label. And I break down in, in the book all about how to read a label and what's important because I think a lot of people look at an, an ingredients label for food and they look at the calories and the fat, maybe the sodium if their doctor said they got to watch that. Um, but there's so much more to understand. Like, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of people uh, in this room know this, but maybe some some people don't that you know the ingredients when they're listed are listed from the most Uh, used ingredient to the least, maybe in trace amounts, right? So sugar is something that you really want to weed out of your diet as much as possible, but the manufacturers are very tricky. So they'll use four or five different things that are sugar, maltodextrin, sucrose, cane syrup, regular sugar. Um, And when people are only looking for the word sugar, sugar might be the 17th thing on the list, but the other types of sugars... Will be the third, and then the seventh, and then the and so you you have to be a little bit more aware. You you can be more aware once you have the knowledge. But the question about organics, where it's really important, is with your produce. So when you're buying fruits and vegetables, um, and obviously some people say, well, but oh, that's organic fruit and vegetables are just so darn expensive. Mm-hmm. There's a great list. On so is cancer. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> like, so, thank thank Come you. on. Um, but, but there's a, a website called Environmental Working Group. Do you guys know about this mm-hmm. site? Oh, it's a great site. It's ewg.org. I have no affiliation with them other than they are like my go-to when I want to find out about chemicals that are in different beauty products or cleaning products. But also they put out a list every year of the most heavily um, uh, pesticide used vegetables and fruits and they call one list the dirty dozen and the other the clean 15. And so basically they have a list all the way from number one to maybe a hundred but the bottom 15 are the cleanest so, if you shop at, uh, with that list and say, okay, the dirty dozen, apples, strawberries, grapes, you know, the list goes on. Okay, those are the things then you want to spend your money on for organic. Mm-hmm. And then go, okay, but you know what? The avocados and the asparagus, I can get that. But tomatoes, I make sure I get them organic. So you have that knowledge of which ones need to be. That's interesting. And so same with your pasta sauces and your ketchups for your kids. I mean, they look ketchup on everything. Yeah, We're pretty, meat. We're, we're pretty good think-
3: at that. We try to do produce. Mostly organic, yeah. Everything like that. But y'all do
7: meat. I always do meat, organic. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. One hundred and ten percent. And you know, and thankfully, um, for those who live in cities with a Costco or mm-hmm. even a Target, both of those bigger Walmart, yeah. are starting to carry more and more organic goods. So I have a smoothie every morning, and so does my husband. And actually, no the kids are more. It's really exciting. But we nice. buy these humongous bags of frozen organic strawberries and blueberries mm-hmm. and whatever else, and we you know use them every day, and it's fantastic. And so that it's a much better price than it used to be.
0: So where can our listeners find your book, Your Healthiest Healthy?
7: They can order it starting now uh, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and really anywhere that books are sold.
0: Amazing. Samantha Harris, Your Healthiest <laughs> Healthy. Um, I'm, we're so glad that you are cancer-free and you're living your... Healthy is healthy.
7: Thank you so thanks much. Thanks for coming in. Thank, Thank you. you. I, put, know. I know we talked about, about communicating through Instagram, and I'm just starting to use Instagram more and more, and I put a lot of tips also on my site, okay. um, on my Instagram What's handle. What's your Instagram handle? At Samantha Harris TV. TV. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Couldn't Thank get the Samantha. real name just by itself. <laughs> <laughs> thanks,
3: guys. Thank thanks, you Samantha.
0: She's, she's so sweet. She's so vibrant and so full yeah. of life, which I absolutely love. But that's so scary to hear that she went that many times and still.
3: That ter- that's terrifying to me. Like, How do you trust doctors? Like nothing against them, but it's well, like what you, when you bring, take your kids to the doctor now, it's you like, I oh, okay, yeah. you trust like, your doctor. Right. Yeah.
0: You do trust your gut. You have to trust your gut. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. But I mean, even like when I went, this is not even close to the same example, but what, when I went in for my hernia check, I went in and saw just the regular um it was like the nurse practitioner and she's like oh no it's nothing it's just the pressure from whatever and then I go to the next doctor's like oh that's a hernia and I'm like well right. why why where's the like why right. is it not the same why didn't she say that because if not I wouldn't have known and then had someone else but t- you knew something checked. was off like you knew it in your gut like right this is not but right. I could have but anyone could just listen to someone else and be like oh well the doctor said True. Yep. You know, right? and then they don't go again because that's what most mm-hmm. people do. Because if if you go again, then you're the crazy person for thinking that something's like right. you're, you're a hypochondriac. Hypo-
4: you're a hypochondriac. You're paranoid. Yeah. You're, the yes. doctor
0: already said nothing's wrong yeah. with you. You don't have a her- Like you don't have a hernia. You don't have a lump. Like mm-hmm. you know. Like again, my girlfriend Rachel. She found a lump, and she's the doctor said nothing, but it, that, that it was just a, a what's that called? A a lymph node. Right. But again, like who knows do you trust that one or do you go again and ask again i think right. with something
3: especially when it comes to like lumps on you and, and stuff like that i feel away. like the standard should just be you get to at least two opinions mm-hmm. even you if you go to a doctor you trust it's mm-hmm. like eh, let me just go check with somebody else that doesn't even it's know so me it's tough though when you get good news you're like oh
0: whew. Yeah. yeah yeah, yeah but it's but I easy just to yeah.
4: write it off i had a lump under like in my armpit that I kept feeling for a couple of weeks and I was just like, oh, that's weird. And I mentioned, and I didn't think anything of it. And then I mentioned it to someone and they were like, oh my God, you have to go to the doctor immediately. I was like, what? Oh my God. So I went and they were like, oh, it's nothing. You know, don't worry about it. You're, you probably have something clogged and it didn't go away. It didn't go away. And I was just like, I have to go back. And I went back and it ended up being nothing. Mm
0: -hmm. But who knows,
4: it could have been something. It could have been something
0: really serious. That's just so scary. It's like, yeah, how do you how do you trust the doctors? Right. Okay. One of the things that my husband and I love right now is Beachbody On Demand. It's fantastic because we both get to get the greatest workouts. My husband does the P90X and then I love the Brazil Butt Lift and you can do Pio, hip hop abs, three week yoga retreat. There's so many things. So whatever you're looking for, whether it's from hip hop to yoga to P90X, you can basically pick out whatever workout exercise regimen that you want that works for you. So I think that is amazing. So the trainer that I know Mike uses a lot is Sean T. So what's great about Beachbody on demand too, is it doesn't require any extra equipment and it's only 25 minutes a day. So when you say you don't have time, I know you got 25 minutes. <laughs> my listeners can try Beachbody on demand right now. Absolutely free. So what are you waiting for? Just join over 1 million people currently on Beachbody on demand right now. My listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text Jana to 30, 30, 30. You will get full access to this entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition information, and support totally free. Again, just text JANA303030. Okay, so we have KJ Dell Antonia on the phone. Hello? Hello. Hey, how are you? You're in studio with a bunch of people, but um, we got Jen, producer Jen here, and then my husband, Michael. Hello, Hello, KJ. Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Um. You so you wrote a book called How to Be a Happier Parent. Yes. H- and you were a mother of four. I am the mother of four. Were you just like I'm so unhappy, so I just
1: need to like <laughs> do something to make me like? I need to convince to change, myself yeah, that to, I can like, be happy. Change your process. Well, I was at the time I tried to write this. The parenting columnist for the New York Times. So I was interviewing, I was editing, I was reporting on all things around family. Um, And as well, I was living it. You know, I had these four young kids, had a full-time job, so did my partner. And what we were experiencing, which is that we spent more time running around on behalf of our family than we did sort of treasuring them and having fun you know, was sort of enjoying it, was also what I was seeing and what I was hearing from the people that I was editing um, and interviewing. Just that everybody was really struggling with sort of, um, you know, under joy and overwhelm.
0: Well, I feel like it's hard, too, because I know I, I talked to, you know, my girlfriend's you know there it's like this kid has cheer camp this kid has soccer this and it's like you guys are almost like passing so it's like how well how do you be happier when you when you need to do the functions that you want to do for your kids but yet it's i don't know like where's what's what's the line for that
1: Well I think we get really caught up in this idea that we need to do all the things. Um, well we do, do it, though yeah. don't
0: we? Cuz I'm like we I want like I want Jolie to go to soccer on Sundays. Right. I want her to do ballet. I want you know, the baby boy coming up to be able to do his, you know, if, whether he plays hockey or golf or whatever. So it's like, it's not like, because what, we just don't
1: put them in activities? <laughs> yeah, no activities at all. No. Know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there there is a balance. And one of the things that's happening right now, if you look, like if, if you have a daughter in dance, and you're looking at it and going, man, I remember doing dance. I don't remember being, it being like this overwhelming i don't remember there being so much of it and objectively you're absolutely right activities and sports have really gamed up um things are they are more overwhelming than they used to be the expectations are higher the opportunities are are greater and so it's easy to get caught up in feeling like that's the way that it has to be um there's also just sort of more out there so you know and we want our kids to do it, right, because it sounds super fun. I and mean, I want to take cartooning class and dance lessons and play hockey and and do all the things. But the reality is that our kids, as well as we, need some space to sort of grow and um, think and... Be on our own and sort of have some downtime, and we we often really kind of fill that up in the name of all the fun things.
3: So, KJ, do you believe in limiting your children to an extent where maybe they, they you don't allow them to do every single activity? Where maybe one year they have to supplement one that they want to do and give up another for a year to, to test it out? Is that something that you're kind of you know suggesting?
1: Yeah, my kids kind of get a little self limited because there are four of them, um, and there's you know there's only two of us. Right. Uh, so, there's only so much that, that they can do. And we really, um, as they get older, especially, we talk to them about it. If my kid comes home and says, you know, I really I, I want to play baseball and do soccer this spring, I will say, yeah. And you also, you know, like to have a day of the week when you can have a friend over after school or you can go to that friend. If you do both of those things, you're going to lose that time. Um, and we try to balance. I mean, do I, do I say no? Absolutely. But I also try to work with them to strike a good balance.
0: So do you think just time management then is one of the biggest things to be a happier parent?
1: Yeah, and and time management, but also um, being aware that you don't need to manage all the time. Let's leave some of it empty. Now,
3: what? Oh, go ahead. Go, go, no, go ahead, Jen.
4: I just, I wanted to, talking about being a happier parent, I woke up about eight times last night because my six-year-old sleeps in bed with me. And he was, like, suffocating me. He was 100 degrees. It was, like, I was so hot. But you, anybody- <laughs> you
0: like him sleeping in bed. Well, after- to me, I'd be like, <clears throat> again, I'm not shaming, like, co-sleeping. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I, that's something Michael and I could never do. Okay, so... It does not work for us. After last night, uh-huh. I almost went
4: and slept in his bed. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I have to... Something has to change. What is your best advice to parents who co-slept and now it's time? It's time to move them into their own room
1: well that is definitely going to be a gradual process right and maybe because he's probably so attached
0: are, now to you and to right. that, you know that situation
1: yeah maybe you're right that going to sleep in his you know maybe you start the night off in his bed and mm-hmm. yourself out gradually maybe you got you know you're like tonight's going to be your trial run you're going to get in the bed for half an hour and then i'm going to come in and join you <laughs> Um, you know, I think you're going to have to maybe work with him and, and talk to him about what you're doing right. so that, um, you know, he's both excited. It's really so he doesn't feel like it's a loss, you know, right. so that it's like a, a good thing for you both.
4: It has to be more of an adventure, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, sleep is hugely important. You're probably not either of you getting your best sleep. Right. And this oh, wait, I, mean, I have another great idea for you. Um, get one of those blow up mattresses this is just totally practical like the inflatable twin size we mm-hmm. had one that actually like it had uh, it had edges and then it sunk down in the middle And then it we called it we called it the nest and we kept it under our bed and whenever a child needed to come in in the middle of the night they could crawl into the nest oh that's brilliant and it's always there it was always out i mean this is up to like we still get it out when it's set so you <laughs> uh-huh. know if they need it but then they're not in the bed with us, which like you said, it's hot and they kick and one of them's like sleeping with a windmill. So, um, <laughs> you know, but they're there and they, they know they're welcome.
4: Right. That's a great, thank you so much. That's great That's advice. Really
3: advice. KJ, going back to time management real quick, when you have, especially a family of, of four children and you and your husband, do you guys feel obligated to be at every event for your kids or is that something where, you know, to kind of keep y'all's relationship um, healthy where, Hey, mom and dad aren't going to be there for this thing because we're going to have some time for ourselves. Is is that something you consider?
1: We can't be at everything because there's four of them and only two of us. So they're kind of aware of that. Right. And they're aware that some of the time, you know, we're not going to be the one to drive them. They're going to have to get a carpool. They're going to have to get a different ride. It's just the way that it's going to work.
3: For sure. Now going on a more personal level for Jana and I, what we're going to, we're, we're about to deal with. You know, we have our two-and-a-half-year-old, and we have a son on the way who's due in the end of November. What kind of tips or, or advice do you have for us for really, you know, welcoming, you know, helping our daughter welcome the new baby into the house, into her world that she's only known with just her mom and dad?
1: <laughs> um, well, the biggest tip is to let it be okay that she's not thrilled. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
1: doesn't have to be thrilled. This is, you know, this is going to happen. It's going to be a change. Sometimes she can be excited and delighted, and sometimes she can say, uh, you know, I don't want this. I don't want another baby. I hate that baby. That baby ruins everything. Um, And and that's okay. Like, the fact that you are okay with her feeling that way um, is going to make it easier for her. She can have those feelings, then they can pass, and then she can feel loving towards the baby again, and it'll all be good.
0: Why do you think siblings should fight? I saw that in your thing where you said it's it's actually <laughs> well, a good it's thing.
1: Not, it's more than I think that they will. And um and that it's good. That it's good that they um I mean, I I don't
0: I don't like my memories of fighting with my brother. I don't know how that served us a good purpose, because I I look at my my cousin's relationship and even, yeah, they maybe like fought a little bit, but they like they have a great relationship. Not saying my relationship, my brother, my brother and I have a great relationship now. But as a kid, like, I mean, he was so mean to me. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't. And then on top of that, like what my parents had to deal with because of us fighting
1: it's a joy. That is for sure. It's more that if your kids are, are doing this and experiencing it, um, to be aware that they are, that they're getting something out of it. So, you know, you're know, you sort of learning that not every relationship is going to be great, that they're jostling. that um, you can, and one of the things that I think you learn is sort of that you can fight and then you can be okay afterwards. So that's, right. you know, it, it's a good lesson.
0: KJ, where can our listeners find you? KJDelAntonia.com. The book is How to Be a Happier Parent and you can pretty much buy that anywhere. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, KJ. Bye. Okay, so I got turned on to Sugar Bear Hair from my girlfriend, Sarah, who's been on the podcast. She loves Sugar Bear Hair because not only is it just incredibly good for you to take, your hair looks awesome. And I remember I'd always ask her, I said, does it really work? And she says, yes, it works. So amazing. Well, I'm telling you, my hair has never looked better. So each little gummy is as much vitamin A as four cups of broccoli, as much vitamin C as one cup of cranberries, and as much vitamin B12 as four organic eggs. The Nutris and Sugar Bear hair fans also found their nails and skin quality improve over time. So I love that. Go to sugarbearhair.com slash Janna for beautiful hair and a healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com slash Janna. Sugarbearhair.com slash Janna. Um, yeah, hi, I Julie. Need story.
4: I need this story.
0: Hi. <laughs> hi. So we kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, <laughs> for those of you listening. I got like
3: 10 more minutes I'm out of here. I've heard this story, but it's a good <laughs> one.
0: Where are you going? I got to go to work. Oh,
2: God. Oh, I know. I'm still
3: doing that. <sighs>
0: so... Julie, let me just uh, to catch Easton and Mark and Jen up. Uh, Michael <laughs> obviously knows the story. Uh, her, her husband is my ex-husband. Yes. Hmm. So <laughs> I- <laughs> wait,
4: wait a second. I'm so confused. Wait, what? what? So
0: I'm I I was married to her husband, <gasps> oh, Jonathan wait. Check. Yes. This yes, story. This story. Got so, it. so and this is his beautiful wife. Hello. And she's Hello. also my best friend. Yeah, and we have like family parties and get-togethers, and you know Mike wow. and are, are... they and
3: our closest friends here in Los Angeles. That's sure, incredible. Yeah, incredible. I
0: mean, we're he, their son, Camden, is Jolie's best friend. Camden, oh. they go to the same school. They go to the same school. They're technically siblings because that's the only way that Jolie was able to get into the school.
4: Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about name changes.
0: I know, right? <laughs> But no, so I met Julie. Well, t- I knew of Julie because uh, she stalked me on Instagram. I did stalk. I mean, whoever – People always stalk ex girlfriends. It's just gonna happen. I mean, wait, ex girlfriends. Oh, I mean, or, or girlfriends. Sorry, okay, or but girlfriends. also ex girlfriends. I was like, like wait, stalked, is there
4: another layer to this story? <laughs> you
0: no, know, I've I've stalked like all my boyfriend's exes, girlfriends, right. whatever. It's just it's just what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's just the rite of passage for a girl to be able to stalk you know the other people and be like. But then you're like, oh, they're prettier, whatever. But anyways, so I knew that Jonathan had moved on and that he was dating this girl named Julie. But this is a this is an interesting story. I was dating someone in the country world. I'm not going to say his name. We'll just call him um, Cowboy. And old Yeller, old Yeller. <laughs> <laughs> so That's I'm, living, not a in, I'm right? living in East Nashville, <laughs> and at midnight. Jonathan and Julie show up at my house in East Nashville, which, mind you, is like not like the safest place. It's kind of like it's safe, but it's like also kind of sketchy too. East Nashville. So they show up at my house, and Old Yeller comes up, and he's like, "Your ex husband's at the door," and I'm like, "This
4: <laughs> sounds like a country western."
0: Yeah, and I, oh, I was, I, don't know. I was like, "What?" It's. An-. I look at the time, I'm like it's midnight. He wants to talk to you, and I was like. Tell him to leave. Like, this is midnight. <laughs> so, Julie and Jonathan show up at my house. Would you like to? Yeah, well, it was it was
5: late. So, I will say that. I don't think we really paid attention to the time. I don't think it was midnight. It was, but midnight. It, was it was like 11-ish. Okay. It was late. That's yeah. midnight. <laughs> but um, I think we just, like, we didn't know that he was going to be there, obviously. Coldplay. Yeah. And it wasn't supposed to be this, like, dramatic, uh, crazy thing. I think that. Like John, just I had cleared. Yeah. I had
0: written an email to Jonathan. So here's my thing with ex-boyfriends, ex-whatever. I wrote an email saying something had happened to someone in his life, and I expressed my dearest sympathy because I don't like negative energy out there. How John and I ended wasn't good. We're obviously amazing now. He's, you know, he's incredible. He's for you know, he's like my acting coach. We he, we run sides together. He's part of the family. You know, basically we do dinners, like we said, but. Um, at the time, we didn't have a good like ending, and I just don't like that energy out there. So I emailed him being like, hey, I heard something happened, and I'm really sorry. I hope you're well. So that was just my nice offering. Olive branch. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think
5: he was trying to retrieve
0: that olive no. branch, but the energy with the
5: The person that met us at the door, old Yeller, mm-hmm. like pulled a gun on them. Yeah, it was. It kind of the <laughs> dynamic got shifted what? pretty quickly God. and dramatically. Because we, I mean, it was not our intention to be there in in a negative light or to be there in a hostile light at all. But we were met with this really intense energy. Well, I mean, yeah. Again, but it's like
0: it's midnight. Who shows up that late? So it yeah, was like context, whose idea was it to it was show up that way? Yeah. Um,
3: like when Jonathan was like, "Hey, I want to go over here and yeah." Like this. I think,
0: yeah, I think it was both of ours. Like, were I'll, you guys uh, at
3: the, the, idea the idea bar
4: like, yeah. was this no, no. So
5: we yeah it wasn't like a drunken thing that we meant to go late it it was later than we probably should have i think that we didn't realize how
0: late it was we weren't paying attention to that so yeah so old yeller like pulls a gun oh, they had a hard time understanding God. he's like what did he say he's like we don't get off my property
5: <laughs>
0: and then julia's like what he said was if we don't get off his property like, yeah i could understand what he was saying
5: because i grew up in tennessee and <laughs> so my family there you know i have a i have Family that that are, you know, very rural and, you know, speak with that (laughs) southern drawl. Mm -hmm. And so he was talking and Jonathan, I could just start to see like his brow furrow. And he was just kind of like, I could tell he was I was like, he has no idea what he's saying. And so then John goes, what'd you just say? (laughs) And I was like, he said that if we don't leave right now, we're gonna have a problem. So we did. We ended up leaving, and then I don't even remember. So we ended up leaving, and then we
0: met point. again at the um, Jay Demarcus from Rascal Flats does this wine um, uh, charity thing for Make a Wish for Make a Wish, yeah. and she was there. We officially met. She was very sweet, um, and I, I just, I, she was, she was really, really nice. And then it wasn't until I did Dancing with the Stars two years ago. When um and that's when Jonathan had reached out and was just like, you know, if you need anything, you know, Julie. And I said, I, God, I, I you know, I re- could really use the help. But, you know, I don't know how long we're going to be here for Dancing with the Stars. Do you guys have like a crib or a pack and play I could borrow? Because Jolie was only mm-hmm. six months and Julie was so sweet. I mean, she was just like, yeah, this is Camden's old crib. Here's this. Here's that. And she just became a best friend two years later. Now we're like besties. Mm-hmm. Kismet it's it's just it's it's worked out like so beautifully but it's, I always love telling the story to people because I mean I was only married to Jonathan for like a week so it well, wasn't like a think real it's marriage weird for
2: mm-hmm.
5: for us or I- anyone who's going to be friends with like a new spouse or a new girlfriend right. a new boyfriend like everyone automatically thinks that that should be weird because you should just automatically hate each other but mm-hmm. the way that I look at it I have like, that has nothing to do with me. I didn't even know Jonathan existed or Jana existed. Like, I have, I'm not part of, of that relationship that was a decade ago. And I know me and Mike are so glad that they didn't work out because <laughs> now we have, right. you know, yeah. this, um, we have amazing, beautiful children that we all equally love and support. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, I think it all just kind of works. And it's funny. We were actually last night with, um, Jana and I have a mutual friend named Sarah Boyd. Sarah Boyd's best friend is Kat Sadler from E! News. Sarah Boyd's husband is also Kat Sadler's ex-husband, Kyle Boyd. And so Sarah and Kat are really, really close. And so we were talking to Sarah how, you know, we have kind of that, that similar connection that Sarah and Kat are, are really close and Jan and I are, are really close. And so I think that it's just a matter of really, you know, being an adult Mm-hmm. and realizing yeah. that and the
0: awkwardness is out now like i feel like 2 years ago when you know when my mom came for dancing she's like oh this is weird i'm like but it's not weird and like now we're right. it's, it's yeah, it, it is with it maybe for we're all.
5: yeah if, if if it's weird for other people then that's their own that's their it would yeah. mm-hmm.
3: be weird if if the timelines cross each other right True. you know what i mean that then, would be weird. then i can yeah. understand where there's trust issues or mm-hmm. it's like weird like if you were the, the reason why i left john or right. Something right. Like yeah, yeah. That, right. that would be one thing that i can understand but like julie said she didn't even years, know. years I mean, yeah, guys. like years had gone by. And you don't even and matter. So yeah, there's no. So relation many years. And
0: you guys there. married what, five years? We've been married for five years. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. and you don't even you don't even like you were withdrawn. Like that's just so like you I don't remember even being see a us. kid
3: and watching that thing you do in like nineteen ninety six and like, <laughs> it's like a movie. Loving that movie. And now <laughs> you know, that's John. I'm like, I knew you when I was like ten.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I
0: knew you Hi, Dad. but like you don't see us together. You know what
3: no, I mean? It's like, yeah. Not at all. It's Julie and John you and me and, and
0: he's amazing. I wish he was here
3: he's to the best. I do
0: too. He's they so have. sweet. He's, he's the best. Yeah. But um can we can you please talk, tell us about what you do because you have really taken the influencing market and just blown it up.
5: Um yeah. So my background is in PR. I worked um in New York and Nashville. Um you have a, an influencer podcast. I do have the influencer podcast now. Um worked in PR and then kind of trans you know, evolved as this influencer space has evolved and as marketing, digital marketing specifically has evolved. So started the influencer podcast about two years ago. And, you know, we have listeners in over 165 countries. It's been downloaded millions of times. It's wow. just really took off when that influencer space took off. Um, we really, um, with that podcast, it's, it's more of a, of a tactical education-based podcast. We really teach bloggers or influencers or aspiring bloggers and influencers how they can up-level their online influence right now business. you have a webinar i do so i have a new program coming out called the influencer academy we're gonna have some free videos and webinars with that so anyone cool. who's interested in either starting an online influence or wanting to grow that they can go to the
0: influenceracademy.org and get that information what is the best thing like that you've like mm-hmm. or what's the best advice that you can tell someone like if you're wanting to start
5: I mean, I would say I think a lot of times, especially in the influencer space and, you know, we'll just use Instagram as an mm-hmm. example, that people just think that it's it's something that just kind of happens to people. Right. Like um, they become instantly insta famous because they, you know, uh, they're half naked in a photo or they go on The Bachelor or, you know, they're sitting front row at Fashion and Now League, they're doing hashtag ads. And now they're doing hashtag ads. and you know yes do those things happen sure but that is like a 0.5% out of the entire influencer i mean there's there's like 8 billion people in the world 3 million of them are bloggers and influencers so you know not 3 million people have gone on the bachelor or not mm-hmm. 3 million people sit front row at fashion week so i think that it's really about thinking of it and seeing it as a business and also realizing that a business does not happen overnight it takes time it takes strategy it takes coaching it takes mentoring it takes really wanting to do it and having like that resilience and that endurance to want to, to grow anything, whether you want to be a doctor or an influencer, like you're, you're going to have to do the work. Right. So I think that's the biggest misconception that a lot of people get. They see, you know, that, that word influencer has a lot of negative connotation to it because they're like, oh, these girls just woke up like that. And they're putting hashtag ad on a post and making all of this money. And they're like, yeah, but, that is how they grow their business, but there's a lot that happens behind the scenes that you're not seeing. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like someone who goes to a Broadway play and they're like, oh, I could do this because I've seen a couple of them. Right. It's right. like, no, I mean, there's a lot that happens behind the scenes to actually make the show go on. And s- say your handle again. It's at Jules, J-U-L-S, Solomon,
0: S-O-L-O-M-O-N. And to get the webinar? TheInfluencerAcademy.org. Thanks for being <laughs> here, Jules. Thanks for having me. Love so you. nice to meet you. Love you. Mark, do you have an email for us?
6: I do. It's from, she just calls herself C. C. Hey, C. 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 I was 20. She says, by the way, in response to last week's episode, I was 23 when I lost my virginity. Not because I didn't want to lose it before then. I just didn't care. I'm 28. Now my number is three. No regrets. This leads me to my question. I don't really date. Not that I wouldn't. I just haven't found the one. But I want kids so bad, since I can remember I've wanted them. But at 25, Mm -hmm. I really started thinking about doing artificial insemination at 30. Is that too young? And from a guy's perspective, would that freak you out if a future girlfriend did this? By the way, I'm not cutting off all men. I just know they're not showing up, and I want babies.
5: Well, are you showing up? Because you said that you're not dating.
4: Right. Well, he is not going to knock on the door while you're sitting yeah. on the couch. The, the, on the a perfect Netflix man's binge. not
5: going to, you know, fall mm-hmm. down from the sky. I mean, this right. day and age is
0: really hard to find. I mean, well, there's social media. There's a there's, lot to unpack here in this email. Though. There
5: is, and
4: listen, motherhood is not easy, and if you're going to do it on your own, Having, I mean, hats off to you. Like, if you want to go all in, I have one of my son's friends, uh, his mother. This is, you know, the route she took. And I respect her for it, uh-huh. but it is exhausting to not have any help, and I see it in her face every single day.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I can't even imagine, you know, single moms, and you know what? I, I can't I can't imagine that. Having said that, I had made a pact to myself if I was 35 and did not have a pers- uh, pers- uh, what's that what's that word? Uh, perspective? Partner. Oh, oh no a prospect. Oh. If I, prospect. I was if I was thirty five and did not have a prospect, I would have done a, a donor. But thirty five, I yes. get. Right. So what my advice to see would be like wait, put your really truly, truly put yourself out there. Mm-hmm.
2: And I then I want to know 35. like what's going
0: on, though, because I feel like there's just deeper stuff
5: here. Like, but I don't. But I disagree. Like, it's like I, this when external 30, val- validation of needing mm-hmm. to feel loved. So it's like I'm just going to go have a kid because I
0: disagree with you, because when I was 30, I was like, I want. And that's, you know, uh, what I said, uh, my fault was I moved too fast in my relationship with Mike because I wanted a kid. I wanted to have a baby. I want, and, and it wasn't because I needed to feel love or this or my. Yes, I've gotten my purpose from being a mother and from those things. But at the same time, I just want to be a mom because that is what I feel like my true passion in life is supposed to be.
5: And I get that, but rushing it at twenty five uh, when you young, haven't even but she's
0: dated 30 anyone. Thirty though,
5: isn't she? She's
6: she targeting 30? thirty. She's, she's twenty eight right, right now. Yeah,
5: I say
4: freeze your eggs. Give it five Agree. years. Give it ten. Yeah,
5: and and put yourself out there. Yeah. go date yeah. people. You're the whole thing. Of, she was like, you know, I just don't want to date because I haven't found the one. Well, you're not going to find the one unless she dates right. some people. Yeah,
4: make it your job. That's what my sister did.
0: Mark,
5: what do you she think made from a guy's job. perspective,
0: like if, if right. she had a kid? Mm-hmm. I feel like in this day and age, though, too, if you're 30 and you, a lot of people have kids. Well, look,
6: a single mom, as a single mom, you're going to take certain guys out of the pool just because certain guys right. aren't going to be interested want, in that. Yeah. But I don't think it makes any difference if you're a single mom from a previous relationship or if because of artificial insemination. I don't think it makes right. much difference to mm-hmm. the guy.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So a huge thank you to ADT. Visit ADT.com slash smart to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you. FabFitFun, use promo code Jana to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com and use my code Jana to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. Beachbody On Demand, thank you so much. All of my listeners, you will get a, fr- a full access to this entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition information, and support. Just text Jana to 303030. And thanks to Sugar Bear Hair for making my hair amazing. Go to sugarbearhair.com slash Jana for beautiful hair and healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com slash Jana. com slash Jana. Well, this Good luck. has been a fun pack show. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, C. Wow. Good luck on that. I, I support you. These little naysayers over here. <laughs> no, I support her de- her decision and yes. wanting to explore her options. But date. Freeze yeah. your eggs. Go out and date. All right. Well, I love you guys. I'm excited to wind down next week. Can't bye. wait. Bye.